Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the fastest of magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Glad to be back to talk about something that a lot of people experience and they don't quite know what to do with what they're experiencing. So I just have a few thoughts about that that might be helpful. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was moodiness. You got it. Moodiness. And you wake up in the morning time and you feel you got a bad mood or it's irritable or the things seem like they're bothering you um, just upon waking up in the morning time. And it's as if you got out of the wrong side of the bed. You you didn't get on the right side, you got on the wrong side of the bed. And it feels like this moodiness is like a dark cloud that's hanging over you, following you wherever you go creating kind of that a darkness uh, in your temperament, in your discussions, in your verbal and nonverbal behaviors. What happens? The moodiness seems like you wake up with it. I haven't thought about that. Think of that analogy I told you in another episode about the drawbridge and the moat that you have a castle. And the castle is you. And and the drawbridge is down. And the moat is around you um, as a protective element. But because you have the drawbridge down, many things can come across that drawbridge. These may have been things that happened over a week period of time or something that's happened over a month period of time, over a year over decades that we've had this drawbridge down as it relates to our feelings and what triggers us to feel moody. And so you may think about, well, it's okay for me to be moody if I'm having a bad day. Actually, it is not because it does not help your soul and your soul evolution and growth. And that we're working on a self-mastery of ourselves. So let's get back to that drawbridge. So it, it is down. And so you have the things that are coming across it and you have experiences and situations and that are creating some degree of negativity or some degree in which you're finding you're fretting or worrying or feeling anxious about or feeling overwhelmed about. And all this is coming all over the drawbridge and we're not realizing that drawbridge that's down. All this is going to have an impact upon your internal castle, which is you. Your, your sense of self and your sense of the good qualities in which you can be able to give to others. So over time, coming across this 
drawbacks, all these different types of triggers that impact your confidence, that impact your self-esteem, impacting your attitude or your sense of what's just and what isn't just is being done. And you're finding that you're getting more irritable because of some of the situations or conversations you had you know, with your spouse or the situation that you had with a colleague at work or a situation that you had with being in the doctor's office and getting some bad news, all impacting your, your sense of self and also your sense of feeling moody. All this revolving around person, event, situations with other individuals, circumstances that are how not be to your liking is creating an upsetness. And it can also create a sense that you're being moody with friends. Mm-hmm. Moody, moodiness has friends. So you have the moodiness and friends. They're occupying more of your attention, your thoughts, your feelings, uh, even your behaviors. So what are these, this moodiness for friends? First, moodiness is a state in which we feel that there is um, this kind of shroud of, of negativity or feeling bad or feeling awkward or feeling sulky or feeling um, that you're more morose and how your feeling state is. And the friends that are helping you with that is the irritability friend and the anger friend and the ill humor friend that is making jokes that are maybe inappropriate that that's taking place. You also have this other quality of the silent treatment. You know, that's kind of the moodiness part of the friend factor. You know, it's like I'm being moody. And now, you know, in order to show you that you know, I'm not in a great mood and don't bother me. It ends up being you get this silent treatment. You give the silent treatment to other individuals. So you don't tell them what's going on with you, but they can experience and sense your energetic level to know that something's up. You're not a happy camper at all. And maybe I don't need to be around you for that purposes. And so what this creates sometimes in our moodiness too is greater isolation. And to the degree that we get more isolated, the more we make it even more moodier as well. And then there is the walking on eggshells that happens with this part of this moodiness in friends. So we're walking, other people around you may be walking on eggshells because they just don't know what's going to go on or how you're going to respond or react to their questions. And so they're tiptoeing around you. And then because the moodiness has been such a uh, issue for you, because you there's cycles. I mean, you may be fine for a period of time or anyone that is around you may be fine. And then when they get into the fall time, then that's when they experience the greater degrees of moodiness. Some of that may be something that they have to take up with a, a practitioner in terms of the SAD, which is seasonal affective disorder, to be able to help them. There may be some chemical imbalances that are taking place and neurotransmitters that are needed um, through a medication. But I'm not necessarily a proponent of the first thing you do is go to medication. My first proponent is see, be, be aware of what's going on and see if you can have some mastery over it. But I'm not disowning the need for medication for some individuals because that moodiness moves into clinical depression, for example. So let's just keep focused around the moodiness and not and realize that there's some complexities that are around moodiness that may be related to neurochemical imbalances that are taking place. 
but that's not what we're getting into in our discussion in this episode and just talking about overall moodiness that we wake up on in the morning time is the wrong side of the bed and we're now having to have other people experience our moodiness and that is something we have to be aware of that we can be what is what I call as a willfulness stance I'm going to stick I'm going to stick with my moodiness <laughs> you know even though it's not helping you but you know it's just the way I am is what people will say even again again it's not helping you it's not helping your soul and the growth of your soul and what the soul needs to be able to move forward because it's weighing it down and that moodiness can be a habit and we're not realizing there's certain times certain situations moodiness seems to happen every thursday before i have to meet but blah 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 i get really moody about it or every time that i hit the month of fill in the blank september or or um, February or January, I get into that moodiness. May have been related to events that have occurred to you in those months or situations uh, in those months. So it, it, it can become a habit, it's similar to like uh, a hamster wheel of negative emotions. The wheel goes on and the, and the mice is in that hamster um, wheel and it's just continues and the same thing continue to do the same thing and around and around and around it goes but that's what a habit pattern is a habit pattern forms over a period of time and it's around and around and around it gets tighter and tighter becomes until it becomes like an automatic expression or or habit uh, or behavior is what i want to say you know that, that it becomes a habit uh, that is a behavior that we think is automatic and therefore, since it's automatic, it must be me, right? No, it's just that, a habit. That can, and habits can be broken by intention, consistency, and being able to work on another path to develop a ritual or a momentum around becomes a new habit for yourself. But moodiness can also be like the murkiness of a, a deep pond. It's murky. You don't know how even deep that pond is. You just know, oh, it's kind of deep, but maybe a lot deeper than you realize because that deep pond is dark. So you really can't see because it's murky. The depths of what this moodiness is and where, where it's coming from at the subconscious, unconscious levels within us, which we've talked about in another episode. So the subconscious and unconscious have a play of sometimes why we wake up on the white wrong side of the bed is because we're not consciously aware that for the past six months, past year, we've experienced a lot of stress under a particular situation that has happened to you or with a particular person that has gone on or a particular circumstance that has taken place. And now it's kind of developed itself and just feeling moody about things. But remember I said, our moodiness puts your soul, which is a substance of your life, in a straitjacket. It immobilizes you. It doesn't allow you to be able to make contact with the soul, which allows you to have a greater sense of what is the wise thing that I need to do here. 
So you have to be a lot more intentional about the choices that you want to make to move yourself out of the moodiness. And those choices is thinking about how can I take the high road or the highest road and not allow my moodiness to dictate my nowness. Instead, I'm going to allow the high and the living of each day to say what I want and how I want to be, how I want to show up, how I, what I want to cultivate in myself so that it's not the moodiness is just rampant and it's just, it is what it is. So when I talk about this cultivating quality, you want to cultivate peace, happiness, kindness, pleasantness. Even the midst of experiencing this moodiness, it doesn't dictate who you really are. Who you really are is your soul substance. It's just an issue that has come up because it's developed a habit with you. And as I said, habits can be broken. And yes, I know there's some more complicating issues and neurochemistry that happens in the body and what goes on with people. Yeah, but if you need to see the appropriate resource or, or um, a practitioner to help you be physical in terms of physician or for psycho-emotional, for a therapy, then yes, go for it. Go forth and do that. But overall, our moodiness can be tackled, can be mastered, or you can have greater mastery over it. It does require a choice and a consistent choice and not to believe that your moodiness is who you are. Again, the substance of your life is your soul. That is really who you are. And it's continuously learning to evolve and to grow and to advance. So one of the things that one has to do, if you're trying to now develop triggers of happiness and uh, kindness and pleasantness, then first and foremost, you've got to stop the should be's. The should be's. Yes, should be's. Should do this. This person should have done that. I should have done this. This should never have happened. Should keeps us stuck. The reality is it may have happened. It may have taken place. We've got to deal with what is. That's the mastery on a day-to-day -day basis that we're learning to be able to do. And realize we're not going to always get it right. But we keep on trying to do our best. Because we're seekers walking a spiritual path to something greater and something higher in our daily living of life. We, we have to be moving away from the should be's, which actually just poison our mind. They're poisoning to our mind because our mind revolves around the shoulds and revolves around how the shoulds didn't happen and why I need to be angry or had an impact on my confidence or had an impact upon my ability to really speak my mind. And it's like, no, those are all saboteurs to your greater good. Or it could be those should be's getting to the negative vortex of feelings. It's like you get into this vortex of how you feel and you now make those feelings 
negative feelings as if they're your reality. And we have to be able to say, mm, just because I feel this negativity, but is this truly the substance of who I am? Mm, no, it isn't. It's just the negativity. It's another form of saboteurs trying to occupy space within you. That drawbridge analogy, remember? And that drawbridge, you've got to pull it up. You got to say, mm, I'm not going to continue to evolve around these thoughts and these feelings and the reactions. What are they giving me? What are they getting me? And if they're not getting you or giving you something that is uplifting, that is harmonious, that is allowing you to be able to continue to grow and be alert and aware to how your ego persona is getting in the way. So we already talked about that, about ego persona, how it may be getting in the way. If we're not being intentional as seekers, then what are we doing? Seekers want something greater than themselves. They want something more. They know there's something more. And they're, they're pleased when they are walking that path and having greater self-mastery of themselves because it gets them further along in that light and love and a greater stillness and hearing the inner voice, which is a wise part of ourselves. So when we can clear the deck of this moodiness and get away from the shoulds and start to develop triggers of happiness and kindness and pleasantness, by the thoughts, the feelings, and the reactions, and the physical things that we do, we're headed in the right direction to reducing the moodiness and increasing our inner contact with our soul, the substance of our life. So what do things can we do to help us to develop the triggers of, uh, if you want to call them that, um, just as you have triggers that you know make you more negative or moody or morose or sullen or sad it's like okay can't we also have triggers that enlighten us that help us to buoy us up and help us feel better and move us in the direction of positivity that we would like to go in yeah i think we can so what are some of those triggers i want you to start thinking about those triggers that can give you the positiveness that frees your soul and freeze your inner self, you know, to have the space for your soul to be able to give you the guidance that you need. So one trigger is uplifting music, not this jagged type of music that we kind of have going on in the world right now in some places, but the, the classic music of the Beethoven's. Box, the music that has like a four-four timing. I just researched when I was an undergrad about the impact of music on our being, and and one of the things that I walked away with when I was doing some research, uh, literature reviews of music was is that music that had a four-four timing to it actually was in the rhythm of the heart, which gave us a greater sense of harmony and peace. And not, not have a syncopated beat to it, but had that 4-4 four, four timing. So look for music that has a 4-4 four, four timing, that gets in the rhythm of the cadence of the heart, which we're trying to cultivate too. And then another quality is being out in nature. 
It's like when you're moody, get out, have some sun, walk, smile, you literally smile, you know, to say, I choose to be happy. We have to make a conscious choice to be happy, to be pleasant, to be intentional in our kindness that we give to others and we give to ourselves. Have a mantra that you can say that's kind of fun, that allows it to bounce off, that allows you to say, hmm, um, you know, I may right now feel moodiness, but this too will change. That can be a mantra. This too will change. I no longer accept this as my mood state. I accept as my state of being, which is the cultivation of my soul, that happiness, kindness, pleasantness, calmness, peace, joy. That's what my focus is on. That's what my direction is moving to. And all this other stuff is just, I see them as experiences that are teaching me, how am I doing? Teaching me, how am I doing? So all the experiences around the moodiness and the circumstances of the moodiness and you know what happened to us and the person, what they said to us, all experiences teaching us what will keep us in a state of being on that balance beam, in a state that allows us to know what takes us off that balance beam. And what allows us to get back on the balance beam that gives us joy and the happiness and allows us to feel as if we're, we're expanding ourselves and have greater of that quality of mastery over this mood state, this moodiness and friends are no longer friends. <laughs> Certain friends, you don't want to ask friends. And the moodiness friend and friends is something you don't want to continue to occupy space within your castle, within in your temple, your body. Again, put the drawbridge up. Put the drawbridge up and say, no, enough is enough. And all this other stuff in terms of people and situations and circumstances goes into the moat. You know, you are not affecting me. I shall not be moved. That's another mantra you can have. I shall not be moved by what this person is saying or what this situation is going. I choose not to be moved. I will see it for what it is. I will handle it as I need to handle it. But I'm not going to get it stuck to me, you know, stuck within my inner self, creating, creating an occupying space that is within me. So another thing that we can do as we're looking at developing triggers of happiness and uh, kindness and pleasantness is laughing. Laughing at yourself, having a good joke that allows you to chuckle, you know, about things because that chuckling and that laughter or seeing comedy, good comedy on um, the TV or streaming or whatever device you use, that laughter brings out a form of happiness. It brings out endorphin releases in our body that helps us to get into a different state. So sometimes a trigger can be doing our passion, like a hobby that we enjoy doing. Doing that, whatever that is. Some people love to be out in the garage 
and working on a project. Some individuals enjoy being the garden, planting. Others may enjoy bike riding and, and they're preparing for a, a bike race. Their passion is, you know, wanting to be fit. So you're thinking about the things that can be help you to develop. These are the triggers that trigger me into being at peace, harmony, that trigger me into kindness in my words, my thoughts, my efforts that I'm doing and engaged in more intentionally. That I'm not allowing my moods to be at the unconscious, subconscious levels and just percolating up and coming up whenever it wants to. No, no. You say, that's your day is done. You're not going to have that degree of control over me. Because that's what mood, moodiness does. It feels like it controls us. And we are the ones who is the captain of our ship. And that we have to say, this is the direction I choose to move in. In the benefit of my soul and my soul growth and evolution. Sometimes we do need a buddy. Someone who we know we can say to them that is a confidant. I'm working on this quality. That when it comes up, let me know. And remind me of what I said I was going to do. Because <laughs> we can be forgetful. Because the moodiness seems like it's so vast and so much taking control over our, our state of being. That sometimes we have a good friend, you know, or a good spouse. Or even, you know, our adult children can be able to help you. you remember, I see it coming up. Now, when they're telling you they see this moodiness coming up. You should not growl back at them. You should say, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be more alert and more aware. And the things that I said I was going to do to keep moving myself in the right direction. It can be fun. It can, you can laugh at yourself. And you do need to because, you know, moodiness is not, it's just a state. It can be changed. And you, know, and you have the availability to make that change. Wouldn't you think so? What do you think? What are your thoughts about what you can do when you find yourself or when you talk to other individuals who may want to change their moodiness? How can you help? For individuals walking a spiritual path, we're about helping others too when they ask for it. Or we can ask, do you need help? And if they say, yeah, I do, then you can step right on in and try to help them in a particular way. If they say, no, I don't, then you have to kind of take a step back and just say, they do have free will. Now, if they're doing something that's not, that's harmful to themselves, you know, they'll know, then you've got to move forward with that. But in general, they do have free will to say yes or no in terms of wanting your help or not wanting your help. So that brings up the, another point. That sometimes this moodiness is so vast and has been so much of a, uh, what I call is density, which I talked about in one of the other po podcasts, that it's so dense that it may require some professional help. And so we can be encouraging of other individuals to get that professional help. But overall, for uh, many individuals, moodiness is a state that we can be able to do something about. And I thought it would be something that would be good to talk about 
and how that you may want to look at it from the lens of being a seeker and from the lens that spiritually it does hinder your spiritual progress, your soul progress. And we are all about soul progress, soul evolution and growth. So I look forward to talking with you in the next episode. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Avengers, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Mastering Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.